Thanks, Mike Dominic. We want to say thanks, Mike Goldstinson. We want to say thanks, Mike Thinos, too. We want to say thanks to all those Michaels. If you want to join the ranks of these heroic Michaels, head over to patreon.com slash y'all heard and become a patron today. A patron, a patron, a patron, a patron, a patron, a patron. Everybody. Everybody. This is your herd. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm back against Ramirez. I was like, what are you doing? I'm, about- I'm happy to trade some week. <laughs> no, I'm back against Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are neither married, related. Contractually tied. Yeah, and we didn't, none of us changed our last name to match the other's last name. It's just a coincidence. And we're two innocent people who sometimes get wrapped up in our research and then get pretty irritated by our topics. But we still try to make it fun for you to listen to. See, the way you frame that, I thought it was going to be like, we're two innocent people that sometimes get wrapped in our research and end up not being innocent. Joining joining cults? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where we're going to Ah, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know. Pete, I'm going to tell you who I am before I ask you, because you heard a clip of what I was doing when I connected. I'm hate-watching a sermon, an entire sermon, from a uh, Baptist pastor, Uh, where is he from, Uh, that it was on Jezebel, the Jezebel website, and... It's about a pastor talking about how women have um, a responsibility to continuously look hot for their husband. Oh, uh, is this the one who said that wives should look like Melania Trump? Yeah, that they should at least strive to look like, yeah. well, Trump's a trophy wife. They should at least try to be a participation trophy wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that if a woman doesn't want to have sex... A man could just point to the Bible that a woman doesn't really have control of her body. But I just find funny, and I would never, never, ever make fun of a man's weight or looks. But, I mean, without reason. But he's saying that women can't gain weight and they need to be hot. And boy, does he not uh, look at himself? He does not look like a prize, I'll tell you that. Anyway... So yeah, when I'm done with this, I'm going to continue hey, watching all 22 minutes. And then anyway. Burger King had that wonderfully timed tweet about how women should be in the kitchen <laughs> on International <laughs> Women's Day. Well, you saw that there was a follow-up, right? No, go that, ahead. Wait, you did it? That's all you saw? Yeah, I just saw that people were angry about it, and I didn't click on an article, because okay. who the hell has time for that? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I mean, that's, not a, little, that's a little unfair, because it was a follow-up. Uh, then, like, I guess, I don't know, this is the thing, I don't know how long after they did the follow-up tweet, but it was clearly like part of a, a poorly 
it's a dumb joke. Bait and switch. Like, like women belong in the kitchen. Dot dot dot. If that's what they want to do, but the but the <laughs> problem is, there's only like there's only like twenty percent of women that want to be chefs get accepted to whatever. It was just about how women don't have opportunities to be chefs. Yeah. Uh, so so I they was, tried like, to incite. They tried to make the tweet go viral by being controversial, and, and then followed up with some BS. Didn't notice there was a second tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it was only Burger King UK. I don't think it was the US one, which I found interesting. <laughs> so I don't. That's where the real royalty lives. So yeah. I, anyway, wait till Oprah sits uh, down with him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that, but I heard clips of it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But anyway, how are you, uh, Marissa? My week was blown open when I sent you a message that said fuck Marissa when did foot you volley say- exists oh yeah <laughs> yeah what the fuck foot is foot volley <laughs> was created by Octavio de Moret Mores I don't Mo- know Mores in uh, 1965 in Brazil foot volley combines field rules that are established on those of beach, beach volleyball Okay. With ball touch rules taken from soccer. Essentially, so is- foot volley is beach volleyball, except players are not allowed to use their hands. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Because I was, like, flipping through channels, and I, and I saw foot volley, and I was like, what? And just to watch people do it, it's just like you're... I don't know. I want to do an episode soon on parkour, but my whole entire oh. thesis for that episode is like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you could be doing like ten other things. <laughs> I think like private parkour is cool. Like you're like this is fun, but like to have people watch it is sometimes like what? Like I watched a guy practicing parkour out my window. Yeah, was- I've seen that. I saw that once too, and again, it felt like I walked in on the guy masturbating. I was yeah. like, I shouldn't be seeing this. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you don't know I can see you from this vantage point. <laughs> Ew. You look corny. And that's like just a notch below watching somebody practice skate tricks and like constantly keep failing. You're like, come on, I want you to, to land this. Except I feel like, though I do like watching like people successfully doing skate tricks, I just feel like there's somehow at least a little more payoff with parkour. I feel like there's like skate trick payoff like one to one hundred. Yeah. And even when it is payoff, unless you're Tony Hawk, the only payoff is like you, you bear if you don't even know skating, you're like, was that a trick? Right. Yeah. 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 Gotta. You just. You could just make the, up a, a make up a name on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> But, so, I'm sorry, did you watch Beach Valley or Foot Valley, whatever I saw it for, like, two minutes, and I was like, this is... And then I discovered, now, it's exactly what you can imagine. It's a bunch of people flipping around, kicking a volleyball around, and the net is just as high as it is in regular volleyball. Wow. So, That's- right, so, it, you, at first you're watching it, and you're like, wow, this is weird, but intriguing. And then you're just like... Why don't they just play regular volleyball or soccer? Like, why did they have to combine the two? Are they from like Spain or something? 
I think these people were. Yeah, but there is an American team. Then, call me crazy, I realized that there's going to be a women's version of this, too. And when I think of women flipping around, I feel like it's more dangerous. (laughs) Why? Just because of wardrobe and and things like that. Because these people are just out there wearing, you know, like, swim or, like, beach shorts or something out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I assume they're not wearing dresses when they're doing it. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If they fall in their titties, that hurt. Right. Yeah. I usually say boobs. I don't know why I said titties, but then it came out of my mouth and I couldn't get it back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that's it. That's interesting. I think it sounds like it looks silly. It does. Just Google it, guys. You'll find videos and you'll just be like, what? (laughs) I'm only okay if people from Spain do it. I don't know if that's problematic for me to say. But there's I, definitely um there's definitely US teams, yeah. Yeah, no. They have to be people from Spain. They have to be immigrants. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the Olympics or not. I hope not. I mean I don't know. If it looks funny, then I hope it is. <laughs> I don't know. Icebreaker. My icebreaker is Tell me something you're really bad at. You know, I've been discovering lately that I'm really bad at remembering things. Oh, that's something. No offense, is that a new discovery? But I'm also, I guess, like, looking at it as sort of like a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways, you know? Because you forget bad things? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I remember a lot of bad things, too, but I forget some of them as well. Let's That's see, what am, what am I bad at? I mean, I feel like I'm bad at a lot of things, but... Oh, shut up. I wasn't very good at chess. I tried to learn how to play chess for a scholarship when I was in high school. Oh. And all I had to do was, like, participate. And obviously follow the rules. But, like, just participate. It was, like, this man who had money. This was spooky as hell. Um, this man who had money, and he was going to give scholarship money to a kid who would play chess with him and then oh. like enter contests and stuff. So enter contests with him or just enter contests, period. Almost to act as like his chess protege. This sounds weird. It was. And my mom took me to meet the guy and she was like she was I don't know. She was just like, I mean hell, you'll learn how to play. <laughs> like why not? <laughs> um but it was interesting. Uh, it was at a time when, yeah, we were trying to do anything that we could to figure out how to pay for school, and we lucked out in the end. But, um, but yeah, it, it was it was. I wasn't very good at it because each piece has like a certain set of directions and stuff that it can move. And I'm sure if I did it enough, I, I would catch on. But like checkers is sometimes. It's like, can I, can I, if I hop over somebody, that means I get the piece? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only played chess when I had a boyfriend who made me play. He didn't make me, but he <laughs> wanted to play chess with him and Magic the Gathering. And I was like, I, I don't remember how to play anymore. But I was like, okay, I learned how to play enough to play against you. Is the payoff worth all it took for you to teach me? To me, the right. answer is no. So, like, 
I would never want to play chess again. And two, uh, I just wanted to say that what the the scenario you laid out either sounds either reminds me of the movie Puzzle. That's the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's how someone abuses little boys. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'm just glad we're at the same place with that. But as a high school senior, I mean, I was close to legal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that then that reminds me of like Dupont. What is that? Speaking of close to legal. <laughs> Oh, wait, I didn't do mine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, oh, can't wait to see what that is. No, you know what I meant, DuPont, right? The wrestling guy? Yes, and yes. Okay, I'm glad. Um, I'm bad at not... And not either... I'm just bad at small talk to a point where, like, yeah. Uh, if I don't want to have small talk, I just sometimes won't respond. Sometimes I'll make faces while the person is trying to make small talk because I'm so annoyed. Sometimes I'll just say something really rude. And I'm not trying to be cheeky. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just so annoying to me. I don't know how to be, like, appropriate. It just makes me so angry that we're deciding together to say things that don't need to be said. So I'm bad at tolerating small talk as a social class. I was in a meeting today with a guy who was really good at it and I joined the meeting and I didn't have my video on and I didn't have my mic on because I I'm best at meetings when I'm muted (laughs) (laughs) and uh and yeah the the guy who was running the meeting was just like hey Pete how's it going and I was like oh man good good (laughs) Actually, I, I was like, I'm fantastic. How about everybody else? Okay, I like that. <laughs> Try to diffuse the, you know, like pass it on. And um, yeah, he was like, I love that picture that you have up there. You always look like you're happy. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. Unless I know that I'm running the room. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I'm just putting it upon other people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a totally different situation. Yeah. Uh, once my, like, my boss's boss was in the elevator with me, she said something, and I just remember not responding. <laughs> and then I was in this other scenario where they were like, here are some tips for, you know, ways to be comfortable talking, uh, just in case you're in the elevator with the CEO. And I was like, <laughs> I the fuck would I talk to him if I was in the elevator with him? So what? And, uh, it was one of the things I was going to say. Oh, yeah, every single time anyone asks me how I am, at work I say I'm living which sometimes I find it funny and sometimes they find that highly (laughs) and it's apparent that they never want to talk to me again she'd say like I just want to clarify if I I was trying to be flippant I would say I'm existing (laughs) yeah (laughs) and the thing is you might be like you're an adult you're able to like get better at that and yes I am so I'm not saying I'm physically incapable I'm saying what I'm bad at is making peace with the fact that as an adult, I'm supposed to tolerate that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm done. Do you need me to say something else? Speaking of something else. Okay, nice, nice. So. <laughs> I'm going to talk about something that we kind of already talked about, except it wasn't recorded last week. So you might remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about living underground, like underground cities and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
It was called, the fancy name was Earth Sheltered Housing. Yeah. That's... Coincidentally, the same week that we covered that topic, one of my favorite conspiracy theory podcasts, Lizard People, mm-hmm. happened to mention a former base near Mount Rushmore that was converted into an underground bunker network. And the company responsible for this is Vivos. Founded Can I... by Oh, good. Founded by CEO Robert K. Vicino. Um, whole episode about Vivos? Not really, but okay. mostly. <laughs> but what I say first is you said your favorite conspiracy podcast. Yeah. Do you listen to multiple conspiracy? Yeah, you do, don't you? You listen to the My Mama Told Me. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I listen to My Mama Told Me um, and a couple of other ones that are run by like independent weirdos, but. Okay. Um, I usually like subscribe, listen to a couple episodes, and I'm like, this sucks. So, one of the admirable aspects of Vivos is that all the money that they make must go into supplies and okay. materials for their bunkers because their website is trash. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it's not mobile compatible. It uses dull fonts. And it's just a series of interconnected HTML pages, which is technically a website. Um, but we're just like spinning skull graphics short of having a website from 1995. Yeah, it's total GeoCities, dude. <laughs> but as bad as the site looks, it is 100% geared towards fearing the end of the world. And they yeah. want you to apply to be a member. To be clear, and I'm going to go back on this a little bit later, but to be clear... The first thing I'm talking about, it's not a place where you can buy a bunker. You can apply to be a member based on your skills, the size of your group, and why you want to be a member. If they let you in, then you're in. But every single page on their website contains a disclaimer that says you're not allowed to take any content off the website. What? (laughs) But we just have to talk about it before we move on. Okay. The website. Vivos wants you to be worried about nuclear war, bio-war, terrorism, anarchy, electromagnetic pulses, solar Mm -hmm. flares, a pole shift, killer comets, a global tsunami, Planet X, Planet X, and super volcanoes. Yeah. I like this list because climate change is noticeably absent. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. Is this because the people who fear the end of the world and would be able to invest in these don't believe in science? <laughs> yes. Or is it that an underground bunker network won't protect you? How can we know until the shit goes I down? Until now. <laughs> oh, I think you're going to know now. Never mind. <laughs> but each one of those threats gets its own page about um, what the threat is, and they mostly take you uh, through, like, Wikipedia. They have, like, Creative Commons uh references at the bottom of the page because they're basically taking stuff from Wikipedia, dropping it onto the web- their page. That sounds familiar, right, Marissa? No and, <laughs> and um, then talking about how their shelters, their bunkers, um, will help protect you against that particular threat. Mm. It also lists how each one of these is going to ruin your uh, existence. Lesser known threats, uh, Planet X is related to the idea of a collision, a planet colliding with Earth from an outside element, like a dis- like an asteroid, a planet, comet, that sort of thing. Never heard of that in my life. Asteroids get their own page, 
a lot of these are tied together too. Like nuclear war would probably result in anarchy. So they're also very interconnected. But to list them out separately makes it look like there's a lot of different threats uh, Mm. that the world is going to end soon. So to let you know how far-reaching this company is, they had a failed expedition in Kansas, but have since worked out a facility in Indiana. They're accepting applications for Europa 1, which is in Germany. And they acquired a former army base in South Dakota, which is what I mentioned before on on Lizard People, to start X-Point which mm. uh, could fit up to 5,000 people. Now, this one is one that you can actually buy a bunker in. Okay. You would have a 99-year lease. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and it would be $1,000 a year plus a $25,000 down payment. I mean, obviously, I can't pay that, but if you are rich, this is reasonable. But if you think about how much money you pay in rent, Marissa... <laughs> Yeah, it is true. 25000 down and $1,000 a year is pretty good. <laughs> I guess. Within this facility, there's basically a bunch of private residences, but they are all networked together. So there's like a lounge, a classroom, a gym, a theater, a library, a kitchen, a pub. <laughs> what Ooh. Do you need a pub for? To get drunk. What do you mean? A surgical and a medical bay. There's also a bunch of private residences, uh, a pool, a garden, a mechanical room, and a security room. Mm, okay. And there's one way in, and there's one way out. There's no way out. <laughs> I have to be honest, for each and every one of these that I'm going to talk about, I keep thinking, what are you going to do when somebody dies? <laughs> yeah, oh, they I feel like these should be a death room. <laughs> But Vivos, Marissa, is not the only game in town. Mm. Rising S Company sells bunkers. The hitch is that they don't have a place to put them. So you get the land, they give you the bunk. They don't give you the bunker, but you buy the bunker off of them. Their bunkers look like nice apartments. That's cool. Like I would move into one of their bunkers. (laughs) (laughs) How much is a bunker? I think we're going to get to that in a second. But the bunkers also sometimes have secret doors. And my apartment does not have secret door. <laughs> Just so you guys know, before we even get to the price, the entire point of this episode is to ease you into the idea that we're going to use your Patreon money for a bunker. <laughs> Despite the... Despite the scary pictures and icons that they have on their website, they claim that they don't sell fear. They sell preparedness. Yeah. Don't use it as a slogan, anyone. <laughs> so you can get a basic 8 by 12 foot bunker for $40,000. Wait, if, 8 by 12 Yeah. That's small, right? It is, yeah. Like smaller, okay. definitely smaller than a studio, but it kind of looks like maybe like a New York City studio. <laughs> okay. But if you have a family and you want to bring them, you might want to get the Silver Leaf Homesteader. Enough room for your parents and kids. Three generations in one bunker. That sounds amazing, right? I mean... (laughs) But if you're doing well, you may want the aristocrat with a pool, game room, greenhouse, gym, bowling alley, gun range, conference room, and weirdly, garage for vehicles. I would say all of that seems necessary except a garage and bowling alley. (laughs) But you're, you're down with the gun range? 
Oh, gun range? I think you meant gun room. Not that you need a whole room no. for it. I feel like if it's the apocalypse, it would be good to have a lot of guns. You know, since a bowling alley is long, right? Like the lane. Yeah. Uh, the gun range is on the other side of the wall. So that way, you're utilizing that space for something else. Are you buying? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Because... Oh God! Okay, continue. <laughs> this uh, the aristocrat would wa- would run you eight point four million dollars. Oh, I am more into the rich. twenty by fifty admiral bomb shelter, which runs for two hundred eighty eight thousand. You're thinking about so, it. Get up those <laughs> patronages. <laughs> Everyone who gives to our Patreon will be answered into a raffle. And the one winner will get to come with us into the bunker if the world ends. That sounds fun. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good deal. (laughs) Atlas survival survival shelters feel a little bit tighter. They actually look like you live in a Winnebago. If Mm. you've been in one of those, it gets a little tight. They don't feel like long-term places. Okay. And in some ways, that kind of speaks to me. Quite frankly, if I had a bunker right now, I would use it to, like, go on vacation and get away from the world. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I could get a platinum model for $600,000, and this would fit two families. That's not too unreasonable. Yeah. There's also DEFCON bunkers, U.S. safe rooms, and a number of others. You can get an above-ground, below-ground safe room in your house. All these different things are options. But who can afford this? Surely not you or me, Marissa. You, if you're like safe room, do I need that? I mean, if you need an example, what is that movie with Kristen Stewart? Safe room. Isn't it Panic Room? Panic Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always think about that, and I'm like, that's a cool kind of room to have. Yeah. You. But our disposable income, you, me, Marissa, usually yeah. goes to like t-shirts, trinkets. At most, we'll invest in, like, tech or furniture. So if we needed a house, Marissa, what do you think we would do? We can't rent. You can't rent a bunker. We take out a loan? Take out a uh, loan? That's, that's a really good idea. It's actually one that did not occur to me because I don't like owing people money. I mean, we rob a bank? What is the option? We ask our parents for money? I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's say you're looking for a car and you can't afford a new car. What do you do? I don't drive. You get a used car. Oh, you buy a used one. Okay. <laughs> you can get a bunker in Kansas City for $1.1 million on eBay. But how is it used? Or you could like, look oh, up... Oh, I don't believe the world's going to end anymore. Never mind. Yeah, a person couldn't afford the land anymore or something oh, like that. Oh, I see, I see, I see. It's, okay. it's essentially real estate, which is why you can look up used and abandoned bunkers um, at realtor.com. <laughs> Mm, okay sounds gross i don't know why but it sounds gross there's a bunch of them in new york and the uk so these are formerly cold war bunkers so bunkers that people were building just in case of nuclear fallout from that and you know time has passed and many of them were not really kept up so Mm. like you have good bones but you're pretty much gonna have to do a lot with the inside Mm, yeah that that that's what I like to think about myself. I have good bones, but I gotta do a lot of the inside. <laughs> uh, more likely, though, Marissa, mm-hmm. we would go the way that we were used to going. Just like this podcast, we're gonna do it ourselves. Mm, yeah, we're gonna make a bunker. 
there's a lot of guides out there, and we can't afford the luxury of the survival condo, a 15-story inverted tower, with also a website that doesn't have a navigation menu. <laughs> Guys, no one wants your bunker if it looks like you don't know how to hire a web designer. What? For $1.5 million, you can get approximately 900 square feet of living space. They say this accommodates three to five people. I say it accommodates one. Yeah, totally. It's it's a package, too. So it includes mandatory training, of which there's no explicit description. What? A three-year per-person food supply, fully furnished and custom-designed interior, special equipment for registered members... Uh, that sounds like guns to me. <laughs> yeah. Computer access to condo systems and much more. Only a portion of the total fee is for the actual survival condo unit. I am fine with all of it except for the unspecified training. You also get a jacuzzi bathtub. Uh, yes, guys. I No joke. I've been looking for weeks to find a hotel to rent just because I want to be in a jacuzzi bathtub and I can't even find that so maybe I'm just going to have to do that they also have now listen guys I should I should mention many of you might be like well what about the filtration system for the air all those are, those are all of course in there but they also have outdoor simulated view window units where you can uh, look at digital outdoors horrible <laughs> Also, filtration never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. But, to be honest, um, when you start looking at resources, uh, you know, there's, there's a, I think, a nine-step guide out there. But, of course, every step has, like, ten sub-steps. And it's like, you have to get permits. You have to, you have to kind of pay money for those. Um, you have yeah. to get, like, an excavator. So you got to dig into the ground. you got to buy supplies so that you can build the thing. It's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, one of the websites states it wasn't raining when Noah built his ark. Mm, You know what? True. (laughs) But it also seems like it's going to take a really long time to build something like that ourselves. Uh, And there are pros and cons to all the different materials you can use. So we would have to have committee meetings. (laughs) Yeah. The New York Times, The Guardian, and NBC have covered underground bunkers fairly recently, like within the last year. Why? But I just... Yeah, because of the pandemic. But I decided to pull from the Verge's coverage from May of 2020, which spotlighted Vivos. So this is the place in, I think, the one in South Dakota. And basically, you can buy a bunker there now and live there. Okay. So you don't have to wait till the end of the world. Now, if you think about it from that perspective, $25,000 down, $1,000 a year, like making money hand over fist. Problem is, the closest city is Grand Rapids, and it's 30 minutes away, so, you know, you gotta commute and all that stuff. Anyway, the trend also has a darker side. The sense that people need to protect themselves against the other. The have-nots are going to go after the haves. Vicino, I'm gonna say his name that way now. Vicino tells me, the guy who founded uh, Vivos. They will knock on your door, and if you don't have enough to give, it gets ugly. Vicino doesn't specify who the have-nots are, but his language echoes a specific type of pandemic-induced tribalism that's typical in parts of white America. Oh, gosh. So they actually profile uh, two couples that live or have purchased uh, 
Vivos units. Uh, the scarcity of toilet paper made Tom and Mary feel exposed, especially being so close to a big city. We recognized that if we didn't have a full-on, that if we did have a full-on collapse of society as we know it, that we would be very vulnerable in our home of West Atlanta, Tom says. They decided it was time to move. Now, Tom and Mary are living completely off the grid. X Point has no power or electricity. Closest town is 30 minutes away. To Tom and Mary, it's heaven. No more blaring sirens or crowds of people. Quote, we got here and right away we realized we had made it. Tom says. You can move a lot of places that don't have blaring sirens and lots of people, FYI. But it was just this really great relief to know that we were safe. We were in a safe place that we could manage ourselves. He's working on building out the bunker with everything it needs to become a livable home. Already, he's created his own power system and has a solar array and a wind turbine. I'm his helper, Mary says. <laughs> That's it. That's all you hear from Mary. They don't plan to go back to Georgia anytime soon. Just because you live off the grid doesn't mean someone can't kill you. Yeah. Like, just FYI. All you need is Mary to open that door to one person. Yeah. Another thing that they mentioned, though, is that, um, like... COVID-19 and, and, and the pandemic that we're currently experiencing is, is, is sort of like a weird uh, example of a reason to have a bunker because you'd also need to test everybody before they come into the bunker. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going into a bunker with somebody who has COVID. Yeah, exactly. So right. all of this is quite intriguing to me. And for the right mindset, they might sound like great options. But it really does make you wonder about people who are not rich. The Vivos application for membership asks you if you have skills in different things that Marissa and I talked about last week. Uh, Are you a physician, a psychologist, a scientist, an engineer, an electrician? We are none of these things. Are you helpful in automotive? Are you a mechanic? Are you an architect? Are you in biotech, pharmacy, therapy, veterinarian even? They're going to need a clown, and I'll fill that role. And the closest that Marissa and I get to is, like, communications. We could probably do, like, event planning. Yeah. (laughs) I nominated Marissa for beautician last week. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Or clown. Artist is sort of just sitting here. But they don't have writer. They do have educator. Maybe I could do something like that. And then they have the other one, administrator. Like, what, what kind of jack-off title is administrator? <laughs> also, like, what do you need it? Yeah, I don't know. I want that specified a little more, but okay. So, my point being, to have some of those things, you'd have had to go to college, maybe a trade school, and to do that costs some money. Mm-hmm. To afford standalone units also costs a lot of money. To get to your bunker would cost some money, even if you do have the bunker, and so on. So in the end, Marissa, try to hold on here. Uh oh. Because it's gonna get it's gonna get real. Uh oh. Okay. In the end, I feel like I am most prepared for the apocalypse because one time I bought a TV with a dead pixel in it. <laughs> I turned on the TV and I saw a line of dead pixels right towards the middle of it, and I thought, well, somebody has to get the TV with the dead pixels in it. 
And I took off my glasses, and I could barely tell that the pixel was missing. <laughs> I was told by someone that this is altruistic. I was told by someone else that this is stupid, and that I paid for a new TV, and I deserve one that's not broken. <laughs> if a big flood is coming, or an asteroid is falling, I would much rather be with my loved ones above ground. In many ways, I could see surviving being more devastating, knowing all the lives lost, but mine was spared. And for me, that would be a lot of pressure. And I don't think I'm that special. So I would totally Airbnb your bunker, but I don't think I would want to stay there for very long. <laughs> yeah, so I will say I'm almost with Pete, except I wouldn't go as, I wouldn't be as self-deprecating as to say, because I'm not special. Yeah, but for the record, your mother would say that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh my god, it's the back of my mind. I think that would be the defining point as to why I don't need a bunker. But um, yeah, I just let the chips fall fall where they may. I'm not someone who would want to outlive any of my loved ones. So if they're not going to make it, I don't want to still be there. And also, I just don't handle stress well. So I. Yeah, I I almost almost I always think like even if some like someone's gonna rob me, am I even gonna fight back or am I just gonna be like okay? Yeah, take like, what you need, man. Yeah, so like um, yeah, so if the end of the world's coming, I'm not gonna try and fight an alien. So yeah, <laughs> I'll try to get it be, or I'll just see whatever the rest of my family's doing and be like whatever. Yeah, in some ways, I kind of feel like. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's faith or maybe it's lazy, but you're kind of like, I mean, if this is what's meant to be, this is what's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. But there is a part of it where it's like, okay, so I go into a bunker and everybody on Earth dies except me and like, I don't know, even a thousand other people. Why Why am I going to repopulate the planet? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess your role, yeah, just maybe to, it's just mostly to get food protection and have sex with people a lot which says that sounds exhausting it does right i can do one of those things <laughs> yeah yeah interesting it's, it's like wednesday it. it's hump day it is we only do this every three days <laughs> oh 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 i think you got it yeah yeah no uh i was watching not really by choice but Something about like people who just live in the middle of nowhere in Alaska the other day. Yeah. And it just looked tiresome. I don't know why, but to close their doors and to open their doors, they use a drill every single. Not to open it, just to walk outside. But if they're gonna like go somewhere, they like like bolt the door closed or whatever, and then like use the drill to oh. open it. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so much work. Like what? Yeah. And I was, and then. And the one peop- the one family was like, yeah, you know, we're on our second home. Our first home had a little bit too much mold, so we burned it down. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, what? Can't you just not be in it anymore? I don't know. So I was just like, why? Why this much work? So, yeah. I, I, I'm... There's, there's an aspect of that, though, that does sound... Hear me out. Does sound kind of charming. You wake up. And you're like, I have to find food today. If I don't find food today, I'm going to die. Yeah. Now, this is, this is, I realize how messed up this is going to sound. Now you're going to, now you have a purpose today. You're going to go out, you're going to try to find some food. 
you find the food, you cook the food, you eat it. And then you're like, man, if I don't find some wood, I'm not going to have some heat tonight. So now I have some purpose. And you find the wood, you chop it down, you bring it home, you burn it. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, boy, I'm exhausted from that day. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> oh. So in a way, it, f- it seems like by not having the luxuries that we have in modern life, it fills your day with a lot of things that we don't want to do. <laughs> that at all i mean the 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 turmoil i cause purely with my mind and the existential crises i live through each day i wouldn't have time for that i would just you know do what i gotta do it would probably be freeing and make me feel so more much more at peace however it's too late man i've lived a privileged life it's too late now (laughs) anyway i like that thank you for at least touching on vivos more yeah it's uh it's one of those things and you start you're like oh wow there's a company that does this and then you go wait a minute there's like five com- wait there's 10 companies there's like a company in every state that does this and if you're like what are you talking about you didn't talk about this last week just remember we had recorded 20 minutes then we realized we weren't recording so we said fuck everything and before I lost interest in bunkers, I wanted to sort of uh, squeeze it in right here. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That was a good episode. Thank you, Pete. Plugs. In terms of plugs, mm-hmm. I would like to plug any movie that has a bunker in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is one of those special genres of movies that I like. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised that there are more than just like a few problem is i didn't take the time i was actually going to do that today but i forgot before we started recording i was going to take the time to look up a few my favorite one is the hole mm-hmm. which is from the 90s or like the early 2000s and it's about a bunch of college kids that go into a bunker to like have a party and then they can't find their way like they can't figure out how to get out mm-hmm. um so that one is kind of fun but there's also a new one coming out called john and the hole and John in the Hole is about a boy who, I don't know how he does it, and apparently there's a lot more. This this sounds like perfect for me. There's more questions than answers. Uh, it's very, like, flat, I think, in mood and tone. Okay. And it's about a boy who manages to get his entire family in a bunker and then seals them in. Why? And then he won't let them out. <laughs> Why, though? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're mean to him. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Do they die? Why? Okay, that's not it. A square opening of an unfinished concrete bunker abandoned years earlier. Mm. Okay. Uh, Did they die? The thought is that they could die. Okay. Then there's that other one with Rain Wilson that came out recently. He's in the bottom of a hole and two kids find him. Uh, not a movie, but Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Heather's been enjoying that recently, too. She's been doing a rewatch. Yeah, it's cute sometimes, little bits at a time. I can't watch it all, like, a lot. She makes me tired. But, um, that's your plug? Bunker movies? Yeah. Okay. And, Um, uh, don't forget, if you want to be a Patreon member, we also have a bird playlist. I will plug that as well. Yeah, bird music playlist, and there's an earlier playlist that me and Pete made that's supposed to brighten your... Well, it's supposed to brighten your winter blues, but it still applies. 
Marissa, um, have you listened to the Bird playlist? I started listening to it and I laughed, but I did it. I only got through two songs so far. Okay, because there are some songs on there that are not in English, and I <laughs> made sure that I tried to get some Marissa flair into Ooh, the playlist. Thank you. By including Los Campesinos, Love Is All, uh, a couple of songs that aren't in English, um, and, you know, a few things that you might remember from old radio days. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't mean I made it through two songs and was like, ew. I meant I listened to two songs, had something and forgot. So thank you. Um, my plug is... No one is in love with coming to America, too. But it wasn't bad. And if you liked the first movie, it was fun. And it had a lot of throwbacks. And it had a thousand celebrity cameos, which make you, like, laugh. Uh, that's it. My plug is, give Coming to America a chance, but don't expect it to live up to the original. But also, why would anyone think it would? Every sequel you should go into with that. Yeah, like, why? Well, of course. Did you watch it? No. Okay. Um, Didn't I really wa- watch, don't really remember watching the original either. Oh, okay. Well, the original's great. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Call us at 570-POD-1. Um, slide into my DMs at Risks Vandal. And anything else? No. Bye. Bye. <laughs>